Right now is a really good time to ask the question. It's always a good question, but certainly right now, how do you spot a good RV or camper? How do you spot it? What are you looking for? What are the telltale signs of good, bad, or ugly, but good? What? Or pretty, but bad. That happens too. So confusing. All right, well, let's unconfuse it. Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We are your host for Princecraft RV. I am Clint. <laughs> I'm still PJ. And I know every word to Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, can we be done with this part? Because Clint's so good at it, he doesn't even know when he stopped in the middle. He's getting faster and faster, so I he won't know. even be able to understand him. And... With all that discussion before we started about Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. I'm going to have that in my head for a week at least. Thank so it'll you, play Lindsay. like really? three or four times. Are you going to wish you'd never been born at all? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, mother. Carry on. Uh, well, okay. So let's do some, some catching up with where y'all are at. Middle of Texas string of 20 almost 30 days of 105 plus degree weather with minimum 30 percent humidity i don't think i've seen anything below 30 percent you know the best thing that happened this week at princess craft is when a manufacturer and i won't say who kept saying no 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 everything's okay it's hot here too don't worry about it and then graciously they said i'm going to send somebody down to fix this he got here and said Dang, it's hot here. I can't fix this. Right. And so so just just a little thing. When a manufacturer says, no, it's hot here too, they're saying, we test our systems and our designs in the heat. But That's right. But do you? But it's is it not this Texas heat? Heat. It's not the same. And everyone everyone is acclimated. Fair enough. You're acclimated. Where you're at, it, surely in the summertime, it feels like it's hot. That's right. Because it's all relative. That's right. But it's relatively hotter here. Hi. <laughs> you know, you got um, you got my kid that soccer net and that soccer ball for his mm-hmm. birthday, which was the beginning of July. Mm. And it is, I mean, everything he has asked for for months and months and months and months and months. Outside and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, a soccer net and a soccer ball. He's played with it twice. Because it's too. And he wants to. Hot. He literally goes up to the window and he's like, can I go play soccer? And I'm like. Yes, but you can't be out there for more than 10, 15 minutes. And then you got to come back in and, and he's like, ah, like it's too hot. It's too hot. He can't even people can't even go outside unless you're near right. water. But, you know, we just hang out. The only time I go outside is when that that girl over there makes me do TikToks. Who? Caitlin? Caitlin. Ah, uh, Caitlin. Mm. Yes. What would a podcast be if we don't mention Caitlyn? Well, in this since day we have day? a Caitlyn. I, I know. I feel like ever since Caitlyn came aboard, she's like a part of the team, even though she doesn't have a microphone. And, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts where there's like, you know, that Someone one person camera. off camera. <laughs> yeah. And usually like if you're discussing something and you don't know the answer, then the person right. off camera will occasionally be like, oh, I know the answer. Here it is. And like, look it up. So like, I feel like that's our Caitlin, even yeah. though she's just sitting over there the, trying to write show notes. I think that's the producer role in radio shows, too. You know, there, there's always someone in the producer booth or whatever. 
Yeah. Behind some piece of glass. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it was more like uh, like that show where that guy next door always, you could see the top of his hat or something. Yeah, yeah, home improvement. Yes, but you never saw him. Or, oh, 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 Big Bang Theory, where that one guy's mom always yells. Into Howard. The, Howard's mom. Howard's mom is always Howard! yelling something. Yeah. But you never see her. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Caitlin's kind of like that. She's that mystery person. Only she's not Caitlin. She's not obnoxious like those guys we were just talking. Caitlin, about. be more obnoxious. We need no. that in our show. No, 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 no. Hey, no. Caitlin. Hey. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Whole discussion today about saying love you. Yeah. We're doing a social experiment. Guys, do you say love you? If you're listening right now, I love you. We do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. Probably, well, I didn't discuss this with y'all beforehand, but the first thing I think of when I see this subject on this podcast, which I'm very excited about, is like, do we, what, what are some things that people that aren't in the RV industry look at and say, oh, that's quality, but it's not? Yeah, it, it's just the looks. I mean, it's such a surface level. I like it because of how it looks of how it looks and how I feel in, in a particular spot inside the trailer. Usually. Well, I think people, like, I like those cushions. Yeah. I think people would be surprised at how much energy goes into picking the wall color and the fabric that goes mm-hmm. on the dinette and the little trim and what the backsplash is and, you know, the contrasts and the non-contrasts and yeah. all of the, 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 first impressions that you get when you walk in sure and some of the it's makeup some of the uh, good point the entry level trailers which is the best way to Mm -hmm. put it that probably are not the best quality look really cool when you walk in because they have been designed well so this is an invitation to look closer Yes. yes, we're talking about build. We're not talking about design. And then there's some that are built just fine mm-hmm. or really built high quality. And the first impression is just not all that great. You almost have to be sold on, you know, and there's different audiences for these sort of that's things. That's right. That's right. But there are, I agree with you. There's something, some you get in and you're like, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of a, uh, it's here kind of option. Mm-hmm. And then you do you, someone fills you in on the bones and you're yeah. like oh but some people I, I think there's two kinds of buyers honestly and i won't spend too long on this we need to get to talking about what we're here for but i have an empty sd card recording this whole thing you <laughs> you go for it i can just ramble yeah. for days you know that glenn mm-hmm. but there are some people who we endearingly call the engineer brains and they want to know all the engineering specs of it. They want yeah. to know the, the um, I don't know, the weights and the mm-hmm. strengths and the R right. factors. And they want to know all these things about the trailer. And to them, that's the most important thing. To me, that's the, uh, do your research. And then, then their mantra is like, buy once, cry once. You know, they do yeah. all that engineering research and they know that they're going to get a, higher quality thing when they're going to pay for it because the engineering and the components and build and they're yeah. like it's going to cost more buy once cry once 
Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But then there's the other buyer that just wants something pretty. Yeah. Oh, this looks great. Oh, we would have so much fun. Oh, look, there's a TV. And a TV and a recliner is pretty much all some people are looking for. Sure. Unfortunately, I mean... So and that's they, the amenity buyer. they don't want to look anymore. They want it to be pretty. Right. And maybe their house has a whole bunch of kids, so it's not perfectly neat. Mm-hmm. They go into this perfectly clean, neat, mm-hmm. very trendy interior. And that's what they're looking for. And then we hope that the majority of the people that are looking are somewhere in the middle. And they're gauging. Right. Because that's who we're speaking to when we talk about and, this today. And we've talked about this so many times. There's a market for almost anything out there. That's and, right. And you will like things that you were the market for. And you will dislike, sometimes vehemently, things that you aren't the market for. You may not understand it. You might not let yourself understand it. No, I get it. But those people who like that are dumb. You know, yeah. we see that and hear that all the time online. Yeah. Uh, where, well, where's the bathroom in that little bitty trailer? Well, there, that's not the way that trailer was designed to be used. And, <laughs> and the people who it's designed for get that. I think so. I hope so. But what we're talking about today mm-hmm. is simply if you are interested in quality, mm, what quality. are you looking for? What are you going to see? What I mean, is this bad quality or is it just not? The best quality. Can I can I can I say that you're going to see you're going to hear oftentimes there's a reason for this stereotype, but it's not a hundred percent true. Stereotypically, people will say the stick and tin builds are just across the board lower quality than other things. There's there's a reason for the stereotype. Oftentimes, there is across in, in any subject. However, there are some well built wood framed options out there they they just might not be as light and whatnot you might have to maintain them differently um well is that part of our framing section in here it might i don't know do we well i guess we do so yeah let's bring that up again later okay (laughs) so what's the first thing what's the first thing that kind of tells you something about the quality well how about the, one of the first things that comes up in the comments on our YouTube videos? Everyone, 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 everyone says, is it for season? Right. Do they even know what that means? And then we do have people who very graciously say, yeah, what exactly is included right. in a four season trailer? Because it could mean it could mean lots of things. Four huh. season is kind of like saying, is it off road? Like there's no official like Check if boxes. I say it's off road, it means it has this, this, right. this, and this. It's just something that there's anybody no, could yeah. say. There's you no could, rating board out yeah, there. You could say, yeah, it's off road because it has knobbier tires, but that doesn't it there's no standard. So yeah. things like four season um usually when you're when you're looking for something that will go extreme hot or extreme cold, if that's how you plan on camping, you you want to look for a few things in particular. One of them is a heated and enclosed underbelly. Now, will one of you explain? Can it be one of those things and not the other? Can it be enclosed but mm, not heated? Yes. Because I only ever hear it together. Well. Here's what that means. Enclosed means that you it's have enclosed. tanks. It's, <laughs> it's not open. I like, my, <laughs> I like my underbelly to be enclosed, too. That's where I wear shirts. 
Is your okay. underbelly? Yes. That's it's like your, enclosed. It's like your I think upper that's your fupa. outer belly. <laughs> no, under. It's like here. I have long. Sh- so I have a long stick. torso. This is your not belly doesn't it's not stick out easy. under your shirt. <laughs> I have to buy long t-shirts. Well, if you're talking about a trailer, mm, yes, they're talking about tanks. Yes. And I don't want you to relate this. I want to as though. your shirts. Oh, okay. <laughs> tanks. The tanks of the trailer are mounted underneath the floor, and some trailers you can simply look underneath. You see them and see the tanks. That's right. And it will. I mean, ju- just just to be clear, it mm-hmm. literally looks like a big plastic tank. They ain't got no shame. They'll giant, show you everything. A giant square. Look at my tank. <laughs> We're not going to get through this podcast. I don't think so. Well, if you look at the size of the tanks on this one, it's got dumps like a truck. Oh, la la. <laughs> so what do you think? Obviously, if, no, stop, stop, stop. Y'all stop. Okay. So the under enclosed simply means that they put a panel underneath it and they blow hot air in there so they don't freeze. No, that's the heated part of enclosed. That's the heated and enclosed. So it can technically be enclosed. You could enclose it yourself. Most people wouldn't do that. I can't think of anyone who ever has, but you could. Well, you could enclose it yourself. The problem with you. Don't be giving them ideas, Clint. Yeah. Ideas. <laughs> ideas. But if you enclose it, then the whole frame has to come down. And there's no way to do that if it's not built that way. Oh. Okay. But you so. can. You can heat a tank mm-hmm. without enclosing it. Mm-hmm. And you, you can wrap them, too. The inside of the tank. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about here is finding, how, what do you look for in a quality trailer? <laughs> I love choo, how this choo, is the fourth or fifth time. Get the train time. back on track. Thank you. Okay. So first, you're going to look for a heated and enclosed underbelly. Secondly, something that not a lot of people know to look for or ask about is heated and enclosed yeah. valves. And the way that it was explained to me, I remember... Um, this was first explained to me by Lance because they have a heated and enclosed underbelly and they also have heated and enclosed valves because mm-hmm. they said, why, what, what good is the, is the, if you can't pull the valve, if the valve is frozen, then why mm-hmm. does it matter if your tanks are heated, if you cannot empty them? Well, it, it, it does help that they're not going to freeze and crack. They're going to hold there. I get However, that. However, you can't use them. If you can't <laughs> open the valve to dump them, it makes it a, right. just a whole lot harder. You're a little bit limited. So, so that's, it's, it's nice to have everything heated, but there's different ways to heat them. So when it says heated and enclosed, generally what they're doing is they're, when you're running the furnace, part of that furnace air is going down into the basement where the tanks are and keeping them warm. Mm-hmm. However... What happens when it's 27 degrees outside and you are driving and your furnace obviously is not on, the camper's closed up, and you're driving 10 hours in below freezing weather? What does happen? Well, your tanks freeze if they're not heated. And one way to heat them is to put a a heating pad on it. Mm, 12-volt system. A little 12-volt system. You flip a switch and your battery heats up this basically a, a electric a little, blanket a little blankie for right. your tanky yep a blankie <laughs> for your tanky <laughs> and you can wrap them and insulate them and all these things to help as well so be sure you understand 
what piece of that is part of your four season system? Because it depends on how you use it. If you just get caught in freezing weather on occasion when you're not expecting it, don't worry about it. A straight heated and enclosed or an electric blanket is both going to work just fine. Okay. Now, one thing that I've noticed is that there are quite a few RV manufacturers out there that have these uh, these aspects to their trailers, but they don't put a sticker on there that says four season. Mm. And so you might actually be able to go around and, and look with your eyes or ask your, you know, consult with your salesperson and go, well, I see that this doesn't say four season. Can you tell me about how it's built? Like, does it have an enclosed underbelly? Many times, yes. Okay, well, well, great. Then then let's ask the other questions because there are manufacturers out there that won't have the four season rating sticker. Right. And an enclosed underbelly is going to help you with rodents and road dust that gets up there mm-hmm. or a rock that jumps up sure. and hits some wiring or anything like that. So, you know, it's always nice to have. Um, but there are other things in a four season trailer. Um, you want to have good insulation in the walls, yep. in the floor and in, in the roof. Right. Because sometimes you only get right. some of that. And a lot of manufacturers won't give you an R factor. They right. won't give you the R value on how much insulation is there. That's a so question just, that comes why up. Not? Yeah. Because partly because things can change or they have a little bit less here and a little more there. And so it's hard to give people that information. And then you add Asdell or a panel on the outside or the Phylon. It adds to that R factor. So it's really it's hard to guess. And, you know, you don't want to say anything that people can challenge and say, that's not right. It's you said it was a seven, but it's only a six. And people are are really thinking super residentially when they're talking R values. They're thinking about what they know about when they go to the home store or they built a house and they've researched it what have you and those R values are in the materials they're kind of the same but the way these trailers are built the walls are so much thinner can you imagine a residential thickness wall on mm-hmm. these trailers mm-hmm. you'd have almost no floor space inside yeah the roof yeah. would be so low the, you know yeah I mean, it can be done mm-hmm. but um and and a lot of these are built with block flow block flume block foam insulation whereas a lot of houses have blown in right and so if you're driving with blown in insulation that stuff just settles down well <laughs> so yes that's exactly true so insulation in these is different um, as long as you feel like it's well insulated and they will tout that yep. if they're if they're trying to let you know they've done an extra good job there um, and some people will even put the water tanks underneath the the bed so if mm-hmm. you're camping and it gets below freezing you have a water bed you have water underneath the bed oh. that's going to stay warm with your furnace and you can you put have a little and a water bed. <laughs> yes that and then you can put a oh my gosh we <laughs> let you talk seriously for a really long time just to be fair we're not even fa- past the first paragraph of this podcast. how about dual pane windows Lindsay? yes let's move Take on it. to windows I, I feel like dj's working with dual panes yeah up top <laughs> so dual pane windows my goodness it's i mean you know what dual pane is right it's two pieces yeah and, instead of one and there's been a big push residentially for dual pane windows in our houses it does save on thermal value on you know insulative but also noise 
So there's a lot going on for dual pane in the residential world. That carries over if you can use the same technologies. You can have glass or acrylic. I have seen more acrylic than anything. Is it like is that like a new popular it's, thing? It's easier to spot, honestly. Du- seeing a dual pane piece of glass is not necessarily because it just looks like a piece yeah, of glass. It looks like a piece of glass, <laughs> right? Um, however, you're right. The acrylic is such a good technology, and it's so easy for the manufacturers to work with. And in my understanding, is the manufacturer can basically go to the man- the manufacturers of the windows and say, "This is the size window I want." And it's not that hard for the acrylic manufacturers to meet their just needs. Just make whatever size. Ooh, that would be cool. I think that that's actually the case. I, I And I do believe it's Cody that I was in conversation with in our service department who said, yeah, that's one reason to go for it because you can design for a window that isn't even you know readily available and it can mm-hmm. be made very easily. One of the things I really like about the acrylic dual pane windows is that you really do have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. When it's closed and you need the insulation, it has, of course, that space between the two yes. panes. So you get extra insulation there. Yes. But if you need the air to come in, you can open it and you get the entire window swing open on up like an awning. instead of a sliding window where uh-huh. you only get half of it. So that is a really nice feature mm-hmm. that some of the quality campers have started putting in there, partly because of the insulation, partly because the visibility, you can get a large window in there. Right. They weigh less. Right. Um, and guess what? They cost more. But uh, here, yeah. I mean, here's the thing, like, Speaking from camping in Texas, windows can make a huge difference when you're camping. Like uh, everybody wants a camper with a lot of windows, right? They like walk in and they're like, look how many windows there are. This is my favorite. Like, yeah, we love a a window. We love a window. But they leak your cold air straight on out. Right. When (laughs) you're camping in heat or cold, which chances are you're not going to be camping where it's just gorgeous all the time you i mean windows will literally make or break how comfortable you are in your trailer right every time so when you're looking for a camper you know walk in and say oh my goodness i love all these windows but then make sure you know what kind of windows they are um you know another thing is sound if you're a campground camper oh my gosh it they is loud, especially is if the, I'm camping next to you. That's right. That is true. <laughs> if you see a horizon out there, you need to ask for the other space. Wow. Eh, what what yeah. if they want to party? Yeah, if you want to party, Lindsay's your girl. I don't. <laughs> Only until 930. Yeah, so she does that. That's true. It's true. You're pretty wimpy. But, but that is something to consider. Yeah. A quality dual pane window, whether it's acrylic or whether it's glass, is going to keep some of the noise out. And sometimes it's just people walking by mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. I mean, that's why canvas is hard for me. It's not that I'm too wimpy to be in a tent or mm-hmm. have some canvas on a trailer. It's that I hear everybody getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And camper doors opening and closing. Man, that could be loud. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's my scenario is I have rather large canvas sections on my trailer. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's one reason why we try to camp in pretty far away places if we can. Right. Um, But to that same 
discussion like we had with windows there's different grades of canvas it's true so research you know get up there touch the canvas ask questions about the canvas you know contact the manufacturer if you need to some canvases do a fantastic job uh you know as far as canvases go it's not as good as a wall not even close. It's not as good as a it's, wall. It's not. But but they some <laughs> Thanks, of them, Clint. some of them really do a fantastic job for what they are of insulation. They're they are really heavy duty, thick, they shed water well, they don't let water in. Um, and I've really enjoyed my canvas side of trailers. Well, and it's like windows. Some uh, there's reasons to have them, and one of them is weight. Mm -hmm. You get a versatile trailer in, like you have, mm -hmm. um, and you've got sides that tip out with canvas on the top, so you don't have all that extra added weight, mm -hmm. and you can sleep a boatload of people. Yeah. So in a very kids. small, lightweight trailer. Yeah. So that works for you. Um, let's move on to the framing discussion. Bye bye windows. Bye-bye. Hey, Clint, how long do you think it's been since we've done a podcast and I haven't accidentally kicked you your leg while I'm trying to cross my legs? Well, I don't know. I, I'm just... I don't know. You don't notice it? Uh, I do notice it, I but I just... all move. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. Um, aluminum framing. framing. We mostly, for the longest time, have carried predominantly just aluminum framed units here at Princess Craft. What In my are, time here, I've only been here, what, five years and two months. So what what else could it be framed with? Wood? Certainly could be wood. Roger could, Rabbit? I do, I do not believe so. Eddie. Eddie. Definitely Eddie. Okay. So, yeah. So it could be wood. Um, but there's, you know... Let's let's talk about the aluminum and then let's talk about the fiberglass. But let's go with aluminum first. It's the strength to weight ratio works in the favor of aluminum, I think. Yes, absolutely. Aluminum is lighter weight than wood. Um, uh, there are complaints that aluminum doesn't flex. There is the wood camp and there's the aluminum camp. But almost everything that's built now is going to say aluminum framed. But there's different thicknesses of aluminum. Stuff. Yeah. And they can be stapled, glued, or bead welded or spot welded. I mean, there's a million ways to do it with aluminum. Right. So aluminum framed is something that people use to say, this is really high quality. But but there's even a ra uh, range in there. I, I, I just don't think you can lean on that. So a lot what of people are some will say aluminum framed and it's literally just the outer edge, like the bezel edge, if you will, it, it, like a picture frame. And every stud inside of that picture frame is actually wood. And they still get away with saying aluminum frame. Yeah. Like so the superstructure. How do you ask, what, what would somebody ask to understand if the camper they're looking at is aluminum framed or aluminum framed? <laughs> I don't know. What's yeah. the opposite of quotes? That's a really good question. And I think I, there's most of the salesmen out there won't know. They won't know. They won't know. How you to tell them, PJ. You so tell them. Is it, this is a good time to actually go to manufacturer 
websites or brochures, but likely websites for that information. And get that get that picture where it like cuts the camper in half and you see like all the layers of it. Well, yeah, even, like the old anatomy books yeah. where you can like see the, the, the different layers. The ce- yeah, the back. cell or the mm-hmm. skin and then the yeah. under skin and then the under under skin and then the under 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 skin. I don't understand. <laughs> okay. So I think in here. I, this is this is a terrible thing to say, but I think almost everybody says we're aluminum framed. And I just think you need to go. All right. Let me take a look at the rest of the trailer, because if you look underneath the trailer, it's going to be a steel chassis in 95 percent of everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. Is so, that good or bad? I, it's, it's, it's fine. As far as quality. It's heavier. Yeah. It's just heavier. So you can't tell. You you can't see the aluminum framing. Okay, so that's a little bit you can't of a see se- much. That's a little that bit way. of a uh, not well kept secret, but a lot of the frames of trailers don't actually get built at the manufacturer. They're ordered in from like a Lippert or somewhere else that makes general frames, and then the manufacturer of the RV builds the coach on top of a frame that they had shipped in. Well, I think we're talking about two different things. A frame is the framing on the walls, the sidewalls, and the roof. The chassis is what you're talking about. Mm, I mean, we that's used interchangeably though where people yeah, say is. the frame and they and they may actually mean the chassis yes people do use it interchangeably so i was just going to explain that the framing if it's aluminum i think that's great nice to see you mm-hmm. don't know if it's mostly aluminum some wood or things like that if it's if it's uh, all aluminum guaranteed that manufacturer will tout that yes. you know very clearly there's something else I think I would ask here if you want to look for quality and you're asking about framing. Um, see if they can take a picture of a unit before they put walls on it or if you can find one uh-huh. somewhere. Because a lot of times they won't frame around the windows or around every opening. And because it's just cheaper that way. They every Almost every solid walled camper, meaning not a stick and tin with a, with a wavy aluminum on the right, side. Right, right. Every fiberglass side of camper is pretty much laminated these days. So it yeah. runs through a lamination and it, it heats it up, presses it together, makes it one piece. The aluminum frame in there is really uh, going to hold that wall together. You're going to put it up there. And then is there going to be framing around the window to keep it from uh, getting leaks and getting loose yeah, over time. Shifting, yeah. 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 Or are they just going to route around a big hole and clamp in a window? Because you have choices there. Sure. So that's what I say about aluminum framing. Almost everybody's going to say, aluminum framing, we're awesome. Well, it can be sure better so, or just okay. So if you're looking at a camper and it says aluminum framing, just dig a little deeper. Yep. And go inside and look around it like the framing inside the cabinets. Yeah, inside just the punch a hole the in dinette. the wall. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're just so get your router out, take a big research. hole of the side. They won't mind. Just punch it. Just punch it real hard. Okay, so this is a, this is a buzzword, and it's really it's like it's kind of like the the Kleenex topic you know go get me a kleenex when you just mean a facial tissue and you know that you bought the the nobody's gonna say facial tissue though and nobody says ibuprofen well our family does for some weird reason about that but but asdell advil (laughs) asdell in the walls um Uh it's it's by and large the number one uh player 
in this mm-hmm. kind of field. So Asdell, tell us about Asdell. And there's different brands yeah. out there that make something just like tell it. Tell us about Asdell. Oh. Instead of this, it's like this, squeeze. Once upon a time in the land of the Asdellians. <laughs> when a mommy Asdell and a daddy Asdell love each other very much. <laughs> I remember when <laughs> Asdell first came I just have to ignore him, guys. When Asdell first came out and the reps were so excited, they would come and they want to do their show off thing. They would take a glass of water and dump a strip of a, a little square of Asdell in it. And yeah. it could just sit there for a few minutes. And then they pull it out and say, see, water won't hurt it. You won't have any delamination. And you're <laughs> Sure. Well, and and Asdell is a huge step forward in the building process. But because they say Asdell, usually it's just on the outside. Right. Which means things can come loose on the inside. Because what Asdell is taking the place of is Luon, which is a really thin paneling board. Yeah, yeah. Of wood. And so if you get any water in there, that can swell up. Right. So if Asdell is underneath the phylon, which is the fiberglass thin layer of the fiberglass sheet mm-hmm. that's glued on there, you can, if any water gets in there, that wood swells, you have D-Lamb. Sure. Absolutely. All kinds of issues. But so what you're saying is usually a lot of Asdell will be on the most exterior side of that little sandwich. But there are some some builders that are using Asdell on the interior of the wall they too. They use it on both, both. sides and yeah. the mm-hmm. the roof. Yeah. yeah, some builders put Asdell on the roof, which really helps with again like the heat, the insulation, and leaking. So I mean, yeah, I guess it's kind of like aluminum framing. If somebody says, "Oh, this camper is great, super high quality. It has Asdell." <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me okay, more about where, well, how. Yeah, where and how much and, you yeah. know. So this is, in my mind, akin to the the Tyvek and other moisture barriers that they build houses with. And I haven't done any research on how closely these products are related. But uh, the fact that I, I don't think there's any products that Tyvek is part of the actual lamination. I don't think that that product does it. But Asdell does. It laminates very well. Right. And uh, very occasionally we see some DLAM issues and it's usually glue related. It is not uh, it's the adhesive. It's, it is not the board underneath coming loose because that composite <laughs> doesn't swell. It doesn't do anything when it gets wet. Um, it doesn't rot. It doesn't mildew it. So it won't smell bad, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't have any problems with it changing shape yeah which is what wood does when it gets wet or it gets moisture in it or it starts to grow things now as asdell is in so many manufacturer products but there is another at least one other name out there that isn't asdell and it's Hmm. pretty much the same stuff and it's i'm missing it caitlin caitlin look it up please i don't know what you're talking about yeah there's there's a there's like an off-brand asdell Oh, <laughs> but it but it's the same stuff. But if you're looking for a quality camper and you're shopping around, it'd probably be nice to know the other name. Exactly. That's what I was coming around to is is you can ask for Asdell and they'll say, well, it has such and such. Oh, well, that's a perfectly fine competitive product. So like what's Kleenex's competitor? Whatever the store brand 
is good and gather. Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> nice. You know, another thing that I like about Asdell is if you do have a non-canvas-sided camper, unlike me, Asdell does help with the noise issue as well. Yeah. All around, more insulation, more security. Mm-hmm. We love Asdell. Just look or check in how much there is. So for someone who's not going to really be looking at the buzzword kind of stuff, the aluminum frame and the Asdell and stuff like that, but they they will get into these campers and after their first initial feel of the space, they will go to this category, RV cabinets, where you go in and you just open the doors and see how they're constructed, what they're made of, the drawers, see how they feel. Yeah. I have definitely opened drawers and it's like uh, when you pull the handle, like the you can feel the board like rip, a little flex. Uh-huh. Um, I, this is always tricky for me because RV cabinets and drawers are hard to open and close on purpose so that they don't do it while you're driving. Right. But like you got to You got to yank on them. And sometimes it feels like if they're not great quality, yanking mm-hmm. on them is a terrible idea. <laughs> Um, one thing that I actually had a customer show me um, is like what dovetail means. I had no idea, but now I do. Yeah. So he would open all the drawers and see if they were dovetailed. Right. Versus maybe stapled. Stapled together, glued together. Uh-huh. So so that's uh that's a good one to bring up is what's the joinery? look like joinery jointery how mm-hmm. are things joined yeah and the dovetail and all and usually you won't be able to find too many like particle board things that aren't particle board is usually fine but it'll be more your stapled and glued whereas mm-hmm. if it's dovetailed and we're talking solid wood now there's always a trade-off you've seen those venn diagrams where you can have two of three things but not all three it, like you can have lightweight and you can have strong and you can have or you could have Cost effective, yeah. (laughs) Pick two. You can have two, but you can't have three. And so you might end up with the lightweight and cost effective, but that's that's entry level IKEA built into your trailer, you know. Or you can have lightweight and strong, but it's not going to be terribly cost effective. You're and where are you in your search for a trailer, and what do these things mean to you? And it's going to come out in your cabinets, <laughs> you know, cabinets and uh, cabinet doors and drawers. Look at them. So when you're looking at cabinets, uh, you can you can ask your salesperson, what are they made of? There's a few different options. There's particle board, which hopefully you know what that is. Uh, MDF. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that is, but it looks like it is made from sawdust and glue and similar to particle board, okay? Mm -hmm. And then there's plywood. So you're not gonna find a lot of plywood cabinets in like base RVs, um, but it is, I'm guessing, probably heavier than particle board. (laughs) It all depends. It almost depends on the thickness and what kind of adhesive they're using. Mm -hmm. All of these can be heavy and you're also looking at the thickness of them yeah but we're talking about something you want to tow <laughs> so lightweight Put matters an earthquake. And, yeah. and that's what right. the engineers and designers have to balance all the time if we put really good stuff in here it might not be towable by by the people we're targeting <laughs> yeah know? and that's kind of the thing like um oh like the tiktoks we were watching the other day where it was like yeah people come in and say i would like a trailer that 
I can pull behind my car, but also has all of the nicest stuff. Yeah. And it's... In what world? If you're looking for quality, you have to understand that some of that is going to come with weight. Yeah. It's heavy. Because, you know, like on Christmas, when you like open your presents and they're like, okay, which one do you want next? And like, you don't choose the biggest one. You choose the heaviest one. You go pick them all up. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. You you definitely want a box of lead. You like that? Some quality. Yeah. Yeah. Gold (laughs) bars. Yeah. Steel balls. I mean, do you remember that one time you gave me a steel ball for Christmas? No. You gave her a ball bearing? I do not know. <laughs> it's like this big. I still have it. And it's it just. Were you hoping it would keep her still for no, a few it's moments? A, it's a sphere and you play with it with your hands like David Bowie in the labyrinth. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I know. And now about. I still have it, but it's just covered in nicks because I, my hand, I just drop it a lot. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. So quality equals heavy sometimes. A lot of times. I think that new space age materials is changing this, but. Spacey. Yeah. There are some campers that use light ply. Uh-huh. And it's a plywood that's lighter. It's like 30% lighter than plywood. What a great name for this product. I know. It's like plywood, but lighter. Light, Light ply. ply. <laughs> Light ply. But it's a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. See, that's the, yeah, that's the Venn diagram, right? Yeah. You got these two. Now you can't have that. You know, while we're talking about wood and how things are built with cat, <coughs> cabinets and drawers, um, one of the things that when I walk in a trailer to see what quality materials they've used is the smell of formaldehyde. It is a nasty word after, you know, some struggles yeah. after at, at one point. OK, so moving on. What are you if trying you to walk say here? In and a trailer smells a lot. If it's embalming you while you breathe, then they have used some of the least expensive wood in this trailer. Right. And they haven't used any hardwood in the cabinets or the cabinet fronts, most likely. Um, now, that being said, MDF is in so many things we use today mm-hmm. and some of the even nicer things and more expensive things. MDF is a very standard product. Sure, sure. I mean, unless you're buying Lewis Shanks furniture, then you probably have bought MDF. Oh, yeah. So, it's out there and everything. And, and if it's a small amount, we're so nose blind to this smell. I like to call it mdf. Mdf. You do? Mm-hmm. In my everyday conversation about <laughs> mdf. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love to open the cabinets and look at the framing on the inside because they can do gluten stapled. They can do gluten screwed. Some campers even advertise, ours are gluten screwed uh framing on our right. cabinets we don't just staple them together they do say that and yeah that's another thing i look for is in the walls how are the interior wall boards because it, oftentimes it's just an interior wall board put up to those studs and what have mm-hmm. you how are they affixed to the, the walls and staples is a very fast efficient way to do it but i do like screws yeah i do <laughs> i do very much they they Right here, my heart. Seals. Are 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 we are we done with cabinetry? Yeah, except for you ought to look at the trim out as well. Look where the wall meets the ceiling. Yes. Yeah. And look, what am I looking for? 
I don't know. Not shitty. Well, there's <laughs> yes. I think. Do one, they match? <laughs> do they? Do they like is look there like a they hole go together? There? <laughs> is this jigsaw yeah. puzzle fitting together correctly? If you can see that they're misaligned, then it's not only not very good, but they're they're super lazy because it's easy to hide that. But yes. then what are you looking for to see if they're hiding it? Well, do they have uh, some sort of trimming work covering every place where two flats come together, uh, a quarter round or something to hire, hide gaps? I just learned what a quarter round is the other day. Yeah. You're yeah. learning like a all round, kinds of things. But a quarter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I oh, kicked oh, you again. Oh, no, I kicked you that time. <sighs> so um, so I think that that's one thing. Some, like, like take for instance, Lance. They CNC cut every wall panel so they fit together and they don't have to hide a single place where a wall meets another wall or the ceiling meets a wall. There's just no gap. It looks like you expect a house to look. Yeah. Which is super nice. However, in some other builds, Mm -hmm. instead of, of seeing perfect edging all the way around, you'll find something that looks decorative covering where those point those edges come together because there's probably some gappage. Right. Yeah. That's pretty right. much how I live my life. Covering where the gaps are? Yeah. You know what? That's With decorative things. That's human <laughs> existence. You're fine. <laughs> Buy a new pen. <laughs> Just kidding. I kill everything. Whoa. Dark turn. Happy ringtone. I don't know. Okay. All the reps are calling me during this podcast. Maybe the sky is falling. Or maybe they want to give me some trailers. Or maybe they're maybe? listening. <gasps> maybe. Mm-hmm. That so, could happen. Um, another thing to, to maybe check or, or even ask about is these these seals and, and just how they're doing the, the edge work on the outside. You know, get your eyes on them. So when, when you're looking at seals, you're going to look for cracking, shrinking, uh, warping, bubbling. I mean, like a seal that just doesn't look healthy. Good. Yeah. Um, and the, the roof is a good place to look at that too. Now I want to say I've seen in a lot of Facebook groups, people will just like take a picture of the roof and be like, what I just spent this much money on this RV and look at what a terrible job they did because it looks like goop like, <laughs> like around the skylight or right. the AC or anything like that. I mean, they just goop this ceiling on and it's not, it's not pretty, right? It's like, yeah. it way, looks like toothpaste wavy and it's like not yeah. pretty nice lines, but the, I mean, the fact of the matter is even with quality products, it's not going to look like beautiful straight lines, especially on your roof. No. And you want it to be goopy. You want to be You thick. want them to put so much sealant on that thing, <laughs> you know, like you don't want a nice thin line. But I've seen a lot of people confused because they're like, well, right. this looks like crap. Well, yeah, it doesn't look very pretty, but you, don't, but you are yeah. protected. You might not understand I mean, if you don't know how these materials are applied to do their job best, and that's just it. How are these materials applied to do their job best? Well, it's a bit goopy and thick. But if you don't know that, then you're just like, they just went in here willy nilly. This is messy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you want all the schmoo on your your roof. The roof is the place for the schmoo. Just ask the birds. Oh, moving on. <laughs> you know, when we're talking about seals and roofs, one of the things in looking at an RV to decide what quality it is is how they've done the front of it 
and how the roof is done. Mm -hmm. So when you can see a trailer that has a one piece roof that starts maybe at the very bottom of the front wall, Mm -hmm. goes up all the way around the top and back down to the bumper, that's a one piece fiberglass roof. It is harder to build that way. And that is a real nice feature to look for Mm -hmm. because because then you don't have as much schmoo on your roof and fewer seams fewer seams fewer places for water to get in Mm -hmm. and generally that's a fiberglass roof so you get a hard surface up there instead of a, a a tpo or a rubber roof however i i don't know if what the answer to this is if it's a one-piece fiberglass roof, those roofs typically aren't walkable. Is that correct? That's not necessarily true. That's all about the framing. Okay, so that's that's why mm-hmm. I don't know. So, But I would also say if you really are looking for a quality camper, a uh, quality trailer, look for one with a front cap. Mm-hmm. Because a fiberglass molded cap on the front is makes it stronger. Uh, it makes it more resistance to the air and the pressure going down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to clean easier and it's just going to be a lot more durable and have a lot more structural issues. So with front a cap. cap is different than a one piece roof. Well, you can have a one piece roof, but it, might, it will start a little higher behind the cap. Right. So what is a cap? Uh, a fiberglass mold that is the front of the trailer. Over the wall or in place of the wall? In place of the wall. Right. Okay. So it's so separate then, from a then, one So then you roof. have another seam if you have a cap. Correct. So how is a cap different than a... I'm confused. If you just have fiberglass going from here, up, over, and down, how is that different than having a fiberglass cap in the front and then the roof going down? If your fiberglass cap goes up and around, you're going to not have square corners at the top and bottom, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be curved because that phylon has to roll, which is great. Most trailers do have a curve at the top. But on those curves, they're not going to be able to make that a solid laminated wall. It's going to be framed, but it's going to have that phylon wrap going all the way around, which is great because you have less seams. But... If instead of having it start at the bottom and covering the front of the trailer, you have a molded hard shell fiberglass cap on the front of that trailer, it's not going to flex with the wind. It's not going to move. It's not going to wrinkle. It's going to protect the front of that camper. And the roof is going to start at the top of that cap. And that's where you get a lot of the more interesting, nice, modern looking design front profiles that's right a little bit more aerodynamic a little bit more character to them but it's character that, for sure that's mm-hmm. right yeah but it's the front of that trailer that's going to take the beating from going down the road yeah so having that molded cap just protects it it's like putting a helmet on the front of your trailer yeah so that is quality which brings us cool. right back to it's almost football season pj i know i keep it's bringing that up almost football season. <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait i can't wait man you know what that reminds me of 12 volt compressor fridges. Mm, I can see why. Yeah. 
I don't think I could explain it, but I can definitely see why. Talk about quality. So, so maybe that's one of those things where if if you're if you get into a a trailer or a camper and you're just getting acquainted, you look around and you say, "Well, it looks like it has nice decision making in the appliances they included." Mm-hmm. That can actually mean something as well. Um, is it is it a known brand out there? The, the Suburbans, the Dometics, the uh, Furions out there. Pretty good standard stuff to find all throughout. They've been kind of, at this point, proven through the years. Um, or is it something that just doesn't, I mean, it looks like a, hmm, found something pretty quick and easy on Amazon. Threw it in the trailer. You know, know, honestly, with appliances and RVs, if they look really nice Mm -hmm. and well done and they have a beautiful glass top and whatever it is looks really nice, it's going to be quality. It's going to be as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. If you get to high end units, um, they're going to have a front of a of a refrigerator that's going to look like the cabinetry. Yeah. That's a little extra bonus. Um, they try to follow the residential markets, but there are some cheaper appliances out there and you'll spot them. They might have a metal top on them right. instead of a glass top. Sure. Um, or one of the things that you'll notice is faucets. Yes. You can put a $150 faucet or you could put probably a $29 faucet. But the good news is faucets can be changed. Easily. Easily changed. But that is something that you can tell, you know, what quality pieces they put in the camper by looking at things like the faucet. Mm-hmm. This feels the like the conversation is uh, trying to quickly assess what corners have been cut. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is, is what this kind of boils down to. Mm-hmm. You know, use your eyes. Mm-hmm. and find those corners. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Um, a couple of things just quickly is is I like to be aware of how they prepared for my type of travel, like tank capacities, mm-hmm. which that doesn't mean a, a trailer with a small tank isn't a quality build. The teardrop trailers, they aren't big trailers. They often don't have big tank capacities. It's still a very high quality build, a lot of them. Um, but it's nice to know how how they engineered it and built it for my travel, yeah, exactly. but also how did they maybe pre-wire and to set me up for electronic expansion and all that? Obviously, a lot of these are coming with pre-wire for solar or backup cameras, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a that's a nice nod to the manufacturer knowing their audience and mm-hmm. that the audience wants to keep doing this with this trailer for years. If it looks like the trailer is built with a nod to you, you might use this for 10 plus years, mm-hmm. then then it's probably leaning on the quality side, at least to me. Right. If it's expandable in those ways. So, all right. Anything else? Um, You know, just just a just a disclaimer. I feel like it's important to say that these are all really great ways to spot a quality camper if that's what you're looking for. But but you, you don't need all of these things. Not you can to have just a great find time. 
what fits you and what fits your budget and what fits what type of camping you want to do. And your time frame. Maybe you just want a three-year camper. Yes. A three-year camper is not that expensive. I just, I'm worried about sounding like snobs. (laughs) (laughs) We, you don't need all these things, but if quality is on the top of your list, Mm -hmm. these are the things that you should ask about because people can be tricky. And you can have a quality good time in almost any location with almost anything. Ah, what a tagline, Clint. I know. Mm. That was you can really have a good. quality good time. Did you hear that, Caitlin? No Did you write that in the show that, notes? I'm making a sticker. Yeah, he ought to be in advertising. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean he kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that brings us to all the thoughts that we had laid out. Anything come we to had mind? Yeah, a lot of thoughts. So many thoughts. Oh, I have an idea. What? Every single person who's listening right now, unless you're driving, go to Apple Podcasts and uh, rate and review. That would be super helpful. It helps show our podcast to other people, which we love. That's right. That, uh, that's all I got. I wanted to work in Apple and earworms somehow, and it just hasn't come together yet. So I'm just going to mention that that's something I'm working on. Apple, worm, worm, ear, apple. Well, since Lindsay did that part, I can say there is a partial eclipse in the fall and a total eclipse in the spring. And one of them is during our tiny trailer rally in Bandera, where it is a great view. The other one is right after the total eclipse in Bandera, where there is still camping spaces. So y'all drive from all over. It is a great viewing spot and total eclipse. I mean, come on. So if you're looking for a place to photograph the total eclipse or view it or whatever, I mean, campsites everywhere along the path of its viewing are sold out. But we have a spot. If you come to the rally next spring, then you get to camp the weekend before for the total eclipse as well. They still have spots. They're open to rally people only. So uh, check out TexasTinyTrailerRally.com for dates, for information, for signups. The rally is completely free. You just have to sign up or you just have to pay for your spot at the park. So y'all look it it up. Texas Tiny Trailer Rally. You can meet us. All right. Well, show notes for this episode are rvsmalltalk.com. You can written find by us Caitlin. on written by Caitlin. You can find us on social media, RV Small Talk. You can find us on YouTube, RV Small Talk Podcast. That's uh that's a wrap. Rippity rap. Hey, make up a rap right now. But you can't say mom's spaghetti. Go. Daddy spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to beatbox for you, but I lost it. I just spit all over my hand. All right. Guess we'll see you next time. Bye.